0: And with me this morning as we honor the reading of the wonderful word of the Lord. That, of course, was a video from yesterday's outreach at the apartments. And uh, we appreciate each one that made this happen not only uh, yesterday, but uh, many preparing and getting ready and all of that uh, days and even weeks ahead of time. We appreciate the response, uh, we had a really, really good response and a lot of good workers. And we appreciate you for it. Grab your Bible this morning. Turn with me to the book of Proverbs, chapter number 3 this morning. The book of Proverbs, chapter number 3 this morning. While you're looking there this morning, let me remind you. There are sermon notes on the back of your bulletin so that you can fill in the blanks and kind of keep you uh, 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 up with us and kind of keep you focused. Also, it gives you something to take home with you. This morning. Amen. Well, the wisdom writer writes in Proverbs chapter number 3. Begin began reading with verse number 1. He says, My son, do not forget my law, but let your heart keep my commands. For length of days and long life and peace they will add to you. Let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. And so find favor and high esteem. In the sight of God and man. The Bible says that we can find favor and high esteem both in the sight of God and man. This morning I want to talk to you about finding favor. Finding favor. Father, we thank you Lord today for the word of the Lord. Father, we thank you today Lord that there is the possibility today that we can have the favor of God upon our life. And Father, I just pray that you will help us today to find favor, understand how important and, and Lord, how valuable that favor is. Let your anointing, Lord, be upon the message, upon the messenger, Lord, open the ears of the hearer to receive the word of God, put into practice what they receive. We ask these things in the name of Jesus. All of God's people said, praise the Lord. You may be reseated this morning. When my son Chad was just a little bitty boy, when he would hear me or my wife say to one another, we would say, honey, would you do me a favor or, or honey, I need a favor. When he would hear us say that, he would always start crying and he would start saying, I want a favor, I want a favor. I guess that he thought that a favor was like candy or, or ice cream or something. But the truth of the matter is, favor can be pretty sweet. When you have favor upon your life, some really, really good things can happen to you, for you, and in you. Favor can place you at the right place at the right time. Favor can open a door for you that has been closed in the past. Favor can put you in contact with the right people. Favor can cause your resume to rise from the bottom of the pile to the top. Favor can move you from the back of the line to the front. Write this down if you're taking notes this morning, and if you're not, shame on you. A moment of favor is better than a lifetime of labor. A moment of favor is better than a lifetime of labor. You see, what you are unable to do with all of your pushing and shoving and striving and jockeying for position, oh, what you are unable to do through human strength and effort can be done for you in a moment's time through favor. So let's talk about finding favor for a few minutes today. First thing I want us to notice this morning is the availability of favor. Favor is available to all of us as the people of God. Notice these verses this morning, Proverbs 3 and 4. And so find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. Hey, wisdom, Mr. Wisdom writer, how in the world are we going to find this favor? Well, he told us how to do it in the first three verses. First of all, he said, do not forget God's law. He said, do not forget the word of the Lord. How many understand that that you cannot forget something that you don't know? So therefore, we need to be knowing what the word of the Lord has to say. If you want to find favor, you're going to have to know what the word of the Lord says. And don't forget what the word of the Lord says. The second thing he said was to keep his commandments. See, a lot of people know The commandments. A lot of people know what the word of the Lord says. And yet they do not do it. They are a hearer of the word. But not a doer. So to find favor. According unto the wisdom writer. You're going to have to know the word of God. Not forget the word of God. You're going to have to do what the word of the Lord says. And then he said be merciful and truthful. Let's look at some other scriptures. Proverbs 8 and verse 35. Whoever finds wisdom finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. God tends to favor people of wisdom. He said, whoever finds wisdom, finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. The Lord tends to favor people of wisdom. Alright, if the Lord tends to favor people with wisdom, I need to get me some. Pastor, how do I get wisdom? Thanks for asking. Let me preach that sermon now. At least three ways of getting wisdom. First of all, trial and error will give you some wisdom. Three steps forward and two steps back. Another way of getting wisdom is to borrow from those that have it. If we live our whole life in trial and error, if we gain all of our wisdom through trial and error, we're going to be a bloody mess. We don't have to reinvent the wheel. There are people that have the wisdom that we need. And so we need to borrow from the wise the wisdom that we need. And the third way to get wisdom is just simply to ask God for it. James chapter 1 and verse 5 says that if you lack wisdom, you can ask of God. And He will give it to you liberally and He will not chastise you for asking. Look at a couple of other verses. Proverbs 11 and 27. He who earnestly seeks good finds a favor. Proverbs 13 and 15. Good understanding gains favor. Proverbs 14 and 9. Among the upright there is favor. What do all of these verses tell us? They tell us that favor is available to the people of God. Let's notice some people in the Bible that had favor on their life. How about Noah. Noah had favor upon his life. In the book of Genesis chapter number 6. Book of Genesis chapter number 6 verse number 5 through 8. says that the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth. And that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth and he was grieved in his heart. So the Lord said, I'm going to destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping things and birds of the air for I am sorry that I have made them. But Noah found grace or favor in the eyes of the Lord. God is royally ticked at the world at this point in time and God says to himself, self- why in the world did you even create man? He is turned into be so wicked. And the Bible says that God was sorry that he had even made man. And the Bible said that God made up his mind. I'm going to destroy man from the face of the earth. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. How about Joseph? Joseph, Joseph was his father's favorite son and he had favor with God. No matter where you put Joseph, favor would take him to the top. Genesis chapter 39 and verse 21, But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. Let's look at another one. How about Mary? In the book of Luke chapter number 1. The book of Luke chapter number 1 and verse 26. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth. To a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you, blessed are you among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and considered what manner of greeting that this was. And then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Of all the women and young virgins in the world at that particular time, why Mary? Favor? She found favor. With God. How about another one? How about Esther, the book of Esther? Chapter number two. And verse 15. It says now when the turn now when the turn came for Esther, the daughter of of Abihail, the uncle of Mordecai, who had taken her as his daughter, to go into the king, she requested nothing but what Hegaiah, uh, the king's eunuch, the custodian of the woman, advised. And Esther obtained favor in the sight of all who saw her. So Esther was taken to King Ahasuerus into his royal palace in the tenth month, which is the month of Tebeth, in the seventh year of his reign. The king loved Esther more than all the other women, and she obtained grace and favor in his sight more than all the other virgins. So he set the royal crown upon her head and made her queen instead of Vashti. Here a nobody becomes somebody. She was an orphan, the Bible said, raised by a cousin. Oh, she was a nobody, but eventually she became queen. How? Favor. Let's look at one more this morning. How about Job? Job. God was so enamored with this man that, that, that he even bragged to the devil about Job. And Job basically said to God, well, anybody could act like Job if they had the amount of favor on their life that Job has upon his. And the devil said to God, "said if you'll remove your hand of favor from Job's life, oh, he'll show you what he's really made of. He'll show you what he's really like. Job chapter 10 and verse 12, Job said, God has granted me life and favor and his care has preserved my spirit. These are only five of many people in the word of the Lord who have found favor and had favor upon their life. Friend, favor is available to the people of God. God can give you and me this morning favor. And listen, this morning a moment of God's favor can do more for you. A moment of God's favor can do more for me than a lifetime of human effort. I would encourage you today to seek the favor of God. Ask God to give you favor in everything that you do. Some of you are without jobs this morning. Oh, there might be a hundred people applying for the very same job that you have applied for. And many of these that have applied for that job might even have uh, more qualifications for the job than you do. But I'm telling you that God can give you favor. Amen. He can have the person in charge of hiring. He can have their eyes have a, uh, eyes for your resume and yours only. He could constantly bring your name back to that person's mind. Favor this morning. Favor. God can place you at the right place at the right time. He can put you with the right people. He can open the right doors for you. Favor. Favor is available to the people of God. The second thing I'd like to talk about concerning favor this morning, and that is the adversity of favor. The adversity of favor. You see, the promise of favor doesn't guarantee you that life will always be easy. Well, I've got favor on my life, so I'm never going to have any tests. I'm never going to have any trials. Never going to have any setbacks. Never going to be sick. Never going to be broke. Never have any problems. I've got favor. Everything's smooth sailing all the way. Well, as I read the word of the Lord, I find out that favor also brings with it a measure of adversity. We talked about five Bible characters that that experienced the favor of God in their lives. Let's look now at the adversity that came with it. Yes, they had favor upon their life, but favor also brought to their lives some adversity. For Noah, it was ridicule. Yes, Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Oh, yes, it was this very favor that literally saved his life. Oh, as God instructed Noah to to build an ark, to take care of himself and his family. Oh, to build a ship to save themselves. During the flood that was to come. Can you imagine the ridicule that must have come from the people around him who came to mock this monstrosity of a boat that he was building? People who have God's favor on their lives are often called upon to do some preposterous things. And when they obey, they bring upon themselves ridicule from the people around them. I wouldn't trade anything... For my life and where I have been and what the Lord has done in and through my life. But, and I believe that I have the hand of God upon my life. I believe I have a hand of favor upon my life. But the things that God has asked me to do down through the years, many of them were way out there. Many of them were things that nobody else wanted to do. And they brought upon, brought with them ridicule. Benson, you're gonna go where? Benson, you're gonna do what? You're leaving what to go where? You see, most people who are unwilling to step out of the box and take a risk don't want you to either. And instead of climbing to the top of the mountain with you, instead they try and pull you down to where they are. (laughs) How about Joseph? Resentment was his adversity to overcome. Yes, he had the favor of God. Yes, he had the favor of his own father. And because of the favoritism shown to him by his father, his brothers resented him and hated him. And they threw him into a pit and they sold him uh, into slavery. You see, people who have favor on their life will experience the adversity of resentment that comes to them from people that don't have favor upon their life. How about Mary? Her adversity to experience was reproach. Reproach. To carry the Son of God in her womb, placed there supernaturally by the Holy Spirit to give birth to Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. Wow! What favor! She was not married. An unwed pregnancy in her day brought much reproach. The whispers, the finger pointing, the gossip. You see, people love to talk about what they don't understand. People are quick to jump to conclusions and set themselves up as experts when they only have half the facts. It's amazing how many experts there are in this world. Esther, her adversity was risk. Yes, she had favor with a king. But just how far would this favor take her? How much favor did she have? She's fixing to find out. Esther Esther was willing to put her favor to the test by going before the king and plead for her people. And in Esther chapter 4 and verse number 16, And so I will go to the king which is against the law. I will go. I've got favor. I'm going I'm to go before the king, even though this is against the law. Even though he can tell me, tell someone to kill me because I don't have a right to be before him with this. I'll, I'm going to test my favor, see how much favor I have. And so I will go to the king, she said, which is against the law. And she said, if I perish, I perish. Job's adversity came in the package of rebuke. after God lifted his hand of favor from off of Job's life for a, for a time of testing, when Satan was allowed to take everything from him that God had given to him. His wife, along with his three closest friends, come to him with a rebuke, "You have sinned, Job!" Curse God. And die. People can be so unsympathetic. So unwise. So cruel. I'll never forget the time when a lady in my church in Midland accidentally shot herself. And eventually she died from the gunshot wound. That night, half of our church was at the hospital in the waiting room. I spent the entire night at the hospital with her husband. A certain woman from our church was at the hospital, as was half of our church. And she said to everybody from our church in the waiting room, she says, This was a wake-up call to our church. There must be sin in our church, and God is judging us for it. Of all the heartless, unwise, ridiculous things. To say to a husband and two sons who are about to lose a wife and a mother. No, don't be ridiculous. This was an accident. Accidents happened. Friend, God can get our attention without killing one of our loved ones. This family needed love and support and encouragement, not a rebuke. This husband didn't need to hear somebody say, because there's sin in our church, God's killing your wife. Stupid. I'm sorry, I wasn't going to use that word, but I... They needed love and support and encouragement. Job, Job didn't need a rebuke. He needed reassurance. He needed his wife and his friends to reassure him that God still loved him. He needed them to reassure him that that God was still with him. To reassure him that whether or not they knew the reason for this trial or not. Oh, that Job's God would walk with him through it. And that Job would walk out of it on the other side of the trial victorious. That's what he needed to hear. Somebody here this morning needs to hear this. Or although you have enjoyed God's favor in the past, but along with God's favor also comes adversity. And adversity will try us and it will test us and it will let us see what we are made of. And the Lord would have you to know this morning that His hand of favor is still upon you. Amen. He has not left you. He knows where you're at this morning. He knows what you're going through. Oh, hear me this morning. Stay strong. Stand in faith. Stand firm in your integrity. Don't lose hope. Things are going to turn around for you soon if you pass the test. All right. We've talked about the availability of favor. We've talked about the adversity of favor. Let's look at one more thing this morning. Let's. Let's talk a little bit about the advantages of favor. The advantages of favor. The first one is protection. Psalm 44 and verse 3 said, And they did not gain possession of the land by their own sword, nor did their own arms save them. But it was your right hand, it was your arm, it was your countenance, it was because you favored them. The psalmist said our people didn't win victories and conquer enemies and take possession of lands because, because we were somebody, because we were superior people. He said this happened for us because of the favor of God. When we went into battle, God protected us. Without God's protection, we would have been we would have been destroyed. The favor of God includes protection. Yeah. Let's look in Psalm ninety-one this morning. Psalm ninety-one. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge. He's my fortress. He's my God. In Him I will trust. Surely He will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He'll cover you with His feathers and under His wings you will take refuge. His truth will be your shield and buckler. You will not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A 1,000 may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For He will give His angels charge over you to keep you in all of your ways. And in their hands they will bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone." You'll tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent. You shall trample underfoot. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. And he will call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. And with long life I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. The favor of God includes protection. I said the favor of God includes protection. Before God sent the, sent the flood to destroy the, the earth. But the man that had the favor of God upon his life. He was safe and he was secure in the ark. In the boat that God had told him how to build. Even though Joseph experienced a lot of adversity along with his favor. But whether he was in prison or he was in the pit. Or being falsely accused again and again and again. The Bible says, but the Lord was with Joseph. Favor of God includes protection. The advantages of favor. The first one is protection. The second one is provision. Provision. Psalm 44 and 3 again. For they did not gain possession of the land. Provision. They did not gain possession of the land by their own efforts, but because you favored them. You see, it wasn't so much that they took the land, but that God gave the land to them. The Israelites were and still are God's chosen or favorite people. They have favor with God. What did God do for them for 40 years in the wilderness? He provided for them manna to eat every single day for 40 years. Quail as well. Water from a rock. Shoes that didn't wear out. A cloud by day. And and a a ball of fire by night to lead them. Provision. What did God do for Joseph? Oh, he gave Joseph the idea of storing up food for the coming of famine. There was going to be seven good years and seven bad years, and God told him that. And so, during the seven good years, Amen. God directed Joseph to store up, to store up for those seven years of famine that were coming. And when the seven years of famine came, and when nobody had anything, Joseph had and was in control of everything that he needed. I'm telling you, when you have the favor of God upon your life, there is provision. What about Noah? What about Noah? Everything that he needed during the flood was provided for him in the ark. Wonder what he did with those two termites. I don't know. Locked them up with a skunk, I guess. Talking about the advantage of favor. Provision is an advantage of favor. Well, I could stand up here this morning and relate story after story after story of God and His divine provision in my own personal life. I can tell you of the money that has come to me in the mail from people that I never even knew who they were. Never met them, didn't recognize the name, have never met them to this day. But in the early, early years of my ministry when I was struggling pastoring a little teeny tiny church, I would go to the mailbox, I would go to the post office box and there would be a check there. There would be a check there for me from somebody I didn't know and somebody I've never met. Sometimes I would go to that post office three times a day. I could tell you about the time when I desperately needed a thousand dollars in order to pay my bills. And I asked God specifically for a thousand dollars and let the Lord know that I needed $1,000 a $1,000 to pay my bills that were due. And the very next day, I got in my car and I drove across the state from where I was. And I preached at a church for one service only. For a pastor that I had never met, only spoke to on the phone. Had no relationship. He didn't know me. I didn't know him. I didn't say a word to the Pastor, about my need, I never do, never did, never will. I delivered my message that night, I, I ministered to the people that night, and the pastor got up to take the offering, and he told the people, he said, while I was sitting in the congregation, he said, the Lord specifically told me that that preacher preaching tonight needs a $1,000. And and God said, we're the ones that's are supposed to provide it for Him. And the offering after the service for that one Sunday night, Sunday night, one Sunday night, over 20 years ago, the offering for that one Sunday night was $1,014. Hey, I don't have a $1,000 sermon. No amens, please. $1,000 $1,000 is still a lot of money today, but 20 years ago it was a lot of money. And I'd never received more than three or $400 uh, for one service before in the history of my ministry. And, uh, and But God, I mean, I'm telling you, friend, that, that when you have the favor of God upon your life, with that comes provision. Yeah, give the Lord a shout of praise. Favor brings with it divine provision. This church has God's favor upon it. When I came here seven and a half years ago, I told you, I said we need two things, and we need them desperately, and we need them right now. I said we need favor. We need favor with a builder, and we need favor with a banker. And I told you without favor with a builder, and without favor with a banker, we're going to be sunk. Most people thought we already were. No bank would talk to us because we were spending more money than we were taking in. You want to borrow more money, let's see. You want to borrow more money and you're not paying your bills now, huh? Banks didn't even want to talk to us or they'd throw us out on our ear. And every builder that I talked to wanted a hundred dollars a square foot to build us a building. We prayed and we asked God for favor. Favor with a builder. Favor with a banker. One day I'm sitting in my office in the old BCS, the old Bethel Christian School building on Park Row and my wife buzzes me on the intercom and says, Honey, there's a banker here and he wants to see you. I didn't know if I wanted to see him or not. The deacons... That were on board when I came, told me some things, they didn't tell me everything. When I got here, I said, you didn't tell me the whole story. They said, you wouldn't have come. (laughs) I didn't know if I wanted to see this banker or not. (laughs) Honey, there's a banker here to see you this Banker comes into my office, shakes my hand, says, I'm Lindsay Pouncey from Arlington National Bank and I saw your sign on Collins Street where you're going to be building a building someday and I want to be your banker. <laughs> Great man of faith that I am. Like Sarah, Abraham's wife did, I laugh? Hi, I'm Lindsey Pouncey. I'm, I, 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 I want to be your banker. I said, You might not want to be my banker when I tell you what the situation is. He's going to find out anyway. I might as well tell him. Save some time, you know. Had a man come in the other day, want to see this building. He said, I don't want to waste your time, preacher. I said, All right, if you don't want to waste my time, let me ask you up front do you have any money? If you don't have any money, you're wasting my time. He said I could write you a check. I said, "Let me show you the building." <laughs> I said, "You might not want to be when I tell you the story and I and you see the situation, but but friend God sent us the banker who went to bat for us. After we got our loan, I told him, I said, I'd never tell you during the process, but the process is over now. I've got, you know, it's a done deal, but I wouldn't have given us this deal. <laughs> he said some really nice things, but I won't tell you what he said. But He went to bat for us, and he, he went out on a limb for us. Yeah. He became my friend. Oh, yeah. And he and his family are now members of New Bethel. Similar story could be told about our builder. Somebody told me about uh, told me just in passing, just in passing they told me about a church that he had built. But something on the inside of me said, "Check him out." And so I checked him out and we met and he reminded me of one of my brothers. I hired him anyway. <laughs> We hit it off immediately. We became friends. We're friends to this day. And he built our building not for $100 a square foot, but for $65 a square foot. This church has God's favor upon it. Friend, without God's favor, this church would have gone down the tubes like everybody said it was going to go seven and a half years ago. Amen. God's favor brings with it protection. And provision, Matthew chapter 6, got to hurry, but oh, I just love this, I got to read it. Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. Jesus said, do not worry about your life, what you're going to eat or what you're going to drink. Don't worry about your body and what you're going to put on. It's not life more than food and the body more than clothing. Jesus said, look at the birds of the air. They don't even sow or reap or gather into barns, but your heavenly Father feeds them. And are you not of more value than they? And besides that, which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? <laughs> I noticed some of you, it hadn't worked. <laughs> oh, just, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> so why do, you wor- why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I say to you that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? Oh, you of little faith. So don't worry saying or asking, what are we going to eat or what are we going to drink or what are we going to wear? What are we going to do? Because all these things the Gentiles seek. Your Heavenly Father knows that you have need of these things. Your Heavenly Father knows that you have need of these things. Your Heavenly Father knows. Your Heavenly Father knows. Your Heavenly Father knows that you have need of these things. So seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things and then all of these things seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness first the kingdom of God and his righteousness first the kingdom of God and his righteousness then all of these things will be added unto you. And do not worry about tomorrow because tomorrow is going to bring about more things to worry about. One day of worry is enough. Let's look at one more advantage this morning of favor. Prosperity. Prosperity. Let me ask you a question this morning. I know how you're going to answer because I'm what I'm preaching on, but if if I hadn't been preaching on this and I asked you this question, you might answer it differently. But let me ask you a question. If you could choose between money or favor, no, I'm preaching on it. That's easy. Your first question would be, how much money? (laughs) Huh? Uh -huh. If you could choose between money or favor, which would you choose? Proverbs, the wisdom writer wrote in Proverbs 22 and 1, A good name is to be chosen rather than great riches. And loving favor rather than silver and gold. Favor is worth more than money. The truth of the matter is favor is money. You see, if just one particular and significant door is open for you, just one, the right one. If you are introduced to and gain favor with the right person, just one. I'm here as your pastor because of a person of God, of course, because somebody knew me and knew my ministry and knew your situation. That's why I'm here. <laughs> and nobody else wanted it. <laughs> Because of favor, because of favor, Joseph, Joseph became second in command in all of Egypt. Tell him, to the, tell him that's going to happen when he's in the pit. Tell him that when he's in prison. Tell him when he's running out. Leaving his cloak in the hand of his master's wife. And she falsely accuses him. Because of favored Job was blessed with twice what he had. Try telling that to Job when he's got boils all over him, and he's cattle and oxen and and sheep and goat. Everything's gone. Try telling him that. But because of favor, Job was blessed with twice what he had after he passed the test of adversity. <laughs> Twice what he had. And what he had, he was the richest man in the world at the time. Before this happened. Now he's twice. Give me this morning, Saints. God can do more for us in a moment than we can do for ourselves in a lifetime. Oh, we scratch and we claw. Oh, we try everything. We sweat and we work and we do everything we can to get ahead and even do some unethical things. Let me tell you this morning that a moment's a a moment. Amen. A moment of favor is worth more than a lifetime. Of labor and effort. If we could get the worship team back in place this morning. Start depending on God and what He can do for you. Does that mean that we just sit around on our death singing Kumbaya? No. God expects us to do what we can do. If we need a job, God expects us to go knock on doors and send resumes and and make phone calls and show up and do everything in the world we can do to get a job. And while we're waiting for the perfect job to get a get-by job. Thank you for those two amen. God expects us to do everything that we can do. But after we've done everything that we can do, then God also expects us to trust Him to do for us what we cannot do for ourselves. Stand with me this morning, please. I pray for favor every single day. I thank God for favor every single day. I recognize God's hand of favor on my life daily. Some of you desperately need favor today. You desperately need God to open a door for you. Oh, you need God to line up an appointment for you. You need God to put you in contact with the right person. Have you prayed for favor? Have you prayed that God would give you favor? You ask God for favor? Are you living a daily life of gratitude and thanksgiving? Everyone, come forward. Let's come closer. Very quickly, this.